0: Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the hornity presents.
1: American Root Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge John the Redbone, Mike Crace, and we have Alex on the line. We've got Wayne on the line as we are practicing social distancing on the program today. How you guys doing? We're doing good. What about you, Wayne?
0: Uh, not too bad. Family's uh, under the weather, but uh, that's why we're going to social distance. Uh, we a little more than six feet. I think we're like more like 36 miles, but, uh, you know, either way... <laughs>
1: Uh, Six feet, 36 miles. I
2: want to tell all the listeners across the world in 19 different countries, have we got a show lined up for everybody. And this is about the king of the river, the king of the current river here in the Ozarks. For some of you people all across the country, never experienced river smallmouth fishing. This show is going to be focused on that, but also it's focused on the major sponsor of this event, which is... The Nutrition Systems of Carter County. Miss Barb Rogers will be a guest today. Also, we've got one of the reigning champions, King of the River, is going to be on the show. We've got a great show lined up for everyone.
1: Well, we actually have the reigning King of the River on the show every week, and that would be Alex Rutledge, who is the 2019 King of the River.
2: Well, thank you for doing that. I'll I'll, I'll pay you later for that (laughs) extra. But i tell you what, this King of the River event uh, is a great event. And there's not much money to be won, but it's uh, a great event for, for, for a fundraiser. And what the money, the proceeds go to help people in the Carter County area.
1: Yeah, it goes to their nutrition system, which is actually their, their senior center. And I know we've talked to those folks before, Alex. And, and uh, you know a great need for the services that they offer, and that is providing food and nutrition uh, for the elderly folks in Carter County. So it really is a great cause
2: yes it is we'll talk about that she's going to come on the show after this break and as i said repeating we've got one of the reigning champions mr billy smith that won it several years ago and i fished several tournaments with him as my partner he also owns ozark scenic river guide service and this guy guides smallmouth trips all over current river That being said, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Squirrel season's open right now, red bone, wane. People are catching big catfish right now. People's catching smallmouth. I I got to fish a late tournament here a couple weeks ago, and uh, we had 891. I mentioned that in one of the other shows. We lost a big four- to five-pounder. That would have put us in second place. But uh, this tournament fishing is a lot of fun.
1: It is. And it's getting more and more popular all the time, Alex. And, you know, I see guys, you know, around town and, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm fishing a tournament on a North Fork. I'm going over to Bull going to go fish on a tournament or, you know, the, the river tournaments are getting more and more popular as well. So, uh, it, it's just added a new dimension, a new dimension to family fishing because there are a lot of couples that fish these tournaments or, uh, you know, father and son teams that fish in these tournaments. And it, it just makes it a little more interesting than just. You know, going out and going fishing for the day for fun, it makes it competitive, and uh, it gives people something to, to really work for and be proud of.
2: Yes, and Wayne Lack knows all about family. Wayne, what have you got to say about this, this uh, subject matter? When I to uh,
0: chime in on was that the fact that there's so many tournaments, to me, is a great thing because you don't have to travel far. You know, if you think years back, you know, you had to travel to a different state or maybe the north part of your state. Or the south part of your state, something like that, to get to a tournament. Now there's so many tournaments around that you can just, you know, drive more locally and still bring your family, or you know, not be away from your family for days on end to do a tournament.
2: That, that's a great point, point. And, and I want to say this too. Again, Wayne is a huge family guy. If you follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and you know, he's always posting pictures of his stepchildren, and they do family gardening. They do all this stuff. But, uh, Wayne, uh, that being said, you know, we're talking about tournaments. We're talking about the Ozarks. And for me talking to locals in our county, they said that tourism is up like they've never seen it in many years right now, Redbone and Wayne. That doesn't surprise me. Everybody has been
0: cooped up all spring. They're eager to get out. So they probably jumping on the opportunity. As soon as the state's open things back up, people are like, we're out. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? And, you know, we're recording this show on Thursday or Wednesday afternoon, and and Alex had lunch today over at the cottage uh, with a gentleman by the name of Bob Freeman. Bob's retired, and he and his wife, Colleen, uh, in the retirement year, they're just getting out in their RV, and they are traveling around the country. And they just got back from... Uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And he said, everywhere they went, it was wall to wall people. And he said, uh, over the last uh, three or four months, they've been to probably a dozen, maybe as many as 20 different campgrounds on their camping trips. Every one of them has been full. And he said, people are out, they're running around. And you're right, tourism is up. I know, uh, you know, one of the big deals locally uh, has been Silver Dollar City. Uh, just this week, uh, Opened their new ride, their new attraction, the Mystic River Falls. And uh, they have had record days under the circumstances from which Silver Dollar City is operating. And that circumstance is social distancing, you got to wear a mask, and they are limited in the number of people that can be there. So you actually have to call and make a reservation. But they have been at capacity, according to the COVID-19 guidelines, every day that they've been open. And that's what they say over there and, and other places around. People are just itching to get out. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you build it, they will come kind of deals. If, if you're open, they will come.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I think this is a very positive thing. Even though we have this uh, COVID going on, we got people going out doing things, which helps the economy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, that being said, COVID is a serious thing. But I just want to say this about COVID, and people are listening in nineteen different countries right now as we speak, uh, as we aired in the podcast. This COVID really affects people with weaker immune systems. Mm-hmm. It can make anybody sick, but the weaker immune system is the ones that it's affecting the most. That being said, I watched a Fox news last night. It was talking about how many deaths was in, in the U.S. 82.3% of the deaths was 69 years old and older.
1: Yeah, and that's a sad, and that's a sad thing. Uh, you know, those people have lived their lives, and then something like this come along and, and take their lives. But uh, it, it's something, yeah, and you don't want to mess with it, and I don't think people ought to be taking chances. You know, wear your mask if you feel comfortable doing so. Uh, and do the social distancing. I mean, you can get out and have fun and go places. Just make sure that you don't get within six feet of people, especially if they're cough, coughing and hacking and sneezing all over the place.
2: Exactly, Wayne. Give us a word on the podcast. We're going to go to a break. We've got our guest coming up, Miss Barbara Rogers, with Carter County Nutrition Systems of Van Buren, Missouri. Give us a word on the podcast.
0: Yeah, the podcast is doing great. Uh, we are our last ranking, which came out on Sunday, shows us at sixty third in the U.S. and nat- national. Or excuse me, not nationally, worldwide. We're ranked at seven hundred and forty. So that is fantastic. If you think about all the podcasts. The nature podcasts around the world. We're at 7:40, so that uh, we're doing great on that. Uh, we do have a uh, contest going on, so please leave us a review. The only way to get into the contest is through a review. We'll pull the people that leave reviews, uh, draw it like we did uh, two weeks ago. Uh, speaking of that drawing, uh, talked to uh, Miss KJ Houtman, and she was excited to, to hear who won and the fact that the lady was from all the way from Australia. And uh, I talked to her also, and she can't wait to get the book. So that book should be coming to us uh, for us to sign also. And then we'll be shipping it out to her in, over in Australia.
2: That is awesome. Everybody, thank you for listening. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, Miss Barbara Rogers with Target County Nutrition Systems of Van Buren, Missouri, and King of the River. Don't go away. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors. After
3: this. this is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. On been on a take
2: it to a Hornady presents American Roots Outdoors. And as promised, we have Miss Barb Rogers of Nutrition Systems of Van Buren, Missouri, Carter County Nutrition Systems, and we promised you we're going to talk about this great benefit tournament that's coming up. The King of the Current River is one of the most prestigious contest tournaments in the Ozarks on River Smallmouth fishing. Welcome to the show, Miss Rogers. Thank you. How are you doing Good to today? Be
3: here. I'm doing fine. Thank you.
2: What we want to do here, Miss Rogers, is let the listeners understand how this come about and how everything was created with the nutrition systems. Uh, what year was Nutrition Systems and the King of the River founded?
3: Well, this is our 19th year. So it, do the math. It's 2001, then, you know, that they started this. It was before my time, so uh, I've been here nine years. So I've been doing this. This is my ninth year of doing it. Um, okay.
2: Do you, do you know who helped found this or create this event?
3: N- no, I don't. The only thing I know is I am just thinking that this the club you you guys you're the bass tournament fishermen. Uh, they have probably with one of the administrators in the past and they come up with the idea of let's have a bass tournament to help the nutrition center.
2: Well, it's a great uh, organization that you've created and uh, I just want to take in this time to thank you for what you're doing to help the people in the community. And that being said, uh, I've done a little bit of research and I talked to Curtis Black. Curtis Black is a local native of Van Buren, Missouri, and he was behind creating the this benefit, the King of the River, to help raise money. So we need to take our hats off to Curtis and the board of directors and the people that helped create that. So that being said, let's talk about how much money you guys raise every year doing this event. And just get really specific on who all you help with this money.
3: Okay. Well, this, the center itself is to help seniors. That's their main goal, and that is to get nutrition meals out to all of our homebound people in the com- whole community. We do the whole county. We serve between 200 to 300 meals per day. Wow. every day for five days a week where we do not do it on the weekends but we do give to the ones that are on Medicaid and qualify they get a frozen meal for their weekend but other than that it the rest of them are hot meals so we do a lot of cooking and right <laughs> now with COVID um our numbers are down where we are definitely hurting so this the good thing about it is, uh, we've had some good donations from people that know that we need it, and they've helped us out greatly. Um, but the King of the River itself, it brings in anywhere from two to three thousand dollars for us, which is great. Uh, we have the week of the tournament, which is this week. We have been doing a silent auction and different donors have donated things to us to put up on our auction. Then on Friday, why, we'll stop the auction. We'll tell everyone what they, they got and collect the money from that, and that goes in the bass tournament fund. Then the fishermen that we get on Saturday, we normally have roughly 20 to 24 fishermen. I hope we have more, but uh, the river can only hold so many, I guess. (laughs) But but whatever we can get is great, and that money goes towards, normally it goes towards our insurance for our center, either the building or the vehicles to help deliver the meals, and that's that's where the money goes.
2: Well, Redbone, this is a great organization. What What do you got
1: to say about this? Well, uh, you know, my question would be, uh, you know, say the tournament raises two thousand, and on the high side, three thousand, uh, with the auction and everything included. How many meals, Barbara, will that money provide? Uh, because I mean, you say it goes, you know, primarily for the insurance, but when you put it all in one pot, it all goes to cover everything. So that that, yes, that, that money, you know, that money, how many meals does that provide?
3: Hey, If you would take the $3,000 and divide that, uh, well, it takes $20 a week to feed one senior.
1: $20 a week? So
3: $20 a week. So that'd be... Yeah.
1: So that'd yeah. be 100.
3: So it's, 100 people. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yes. That's fantastic. Uh Although although when you boil it down to that and you think, man, uh, there's a whole lot more need out there. And, and I know the center probably gets some government funding and things like that. And, and you mentioned that uh, your funding was down right now. What is the reason for funding being down right now?
3: Well, it's because the people aren't coming in. You know, okay. they're scared. This COVID has got mm-hmm. them to where they're just afraid to get out. I see them out, but... They're not coming in here, you know. I I don't know. I've got it. We wear masks. We have everything wiped down. We wear gloves. You know. I mean, we're doing mm-hmm. everything in our power to keep COVID away. But I, you know, from a, just a normal view,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it it's out there, and I can't keep it away, hundred percent. But sure. And I think the people are just afraid. They're just afraid to come in. And I don't understand because this is probably one of the cleanest places in town.
1: (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. I know we've got to go to a break here in just about 45 seconds. Uh But uh, uh, the center, I'm assuming you serve serve lunches every day there at the center?
3: Yes. Yes, we do.
1: Okay. And is is that just for seniors or can anyone go and have lunch there?
3: Anyone can come in. We have a, it costs a senior, anyone uh, sixty and older. It costs them four dollars. Mm-hmm. They get their plate, they get their drink, and they get a dessert for four dollars. Wow! Now, that is one, awesome. If you that are is awesome. Age, <laughs> thank you. If, if you are under that age and you, you know, fifteen year old. Um, it's cost you six dollars, and you get the same thing. So you get well, there your you rice, your dinner and and your dessert. Well, there you have it, folks. You can see
2: what the Carter County Nutrition Systems is doing here in our community. And I want to thank you, Miss Barbara, for being on the show. We got one of the reigning champions going to join us in the upcoming segments. But thank you for being on the show. Last thing: if somebody wants to donate to this, how can they contact you?
3: Okay, you can, you can either give me a call, and the number is 573-323-8377. I can give you our address, or our address here is P.O. Box 777 Van Buren, Missouri, 63965.
2: Well, again, thank you for doing what you're doing to help this community. God bless you, and thank you for being on the show, and I'll see you there Saturday morning.
3: Good deal. I've been looking forward to it. And yes, you we're try. Are you going to be able to uh, keep your title?
2: Well, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good fishermen. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. I really had bad trouble. My boat motor tore up, but I got her fixed. I'm on my way to pick it up right now. I want to thank you again uh-huh. for being on the show and, again, what you do. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be back with more. American Reach Outdoors. Right after this, right here, right now, this is Chanty Walters listening to American Reach Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Bull. Take up a
0: big old hill.
2: Year after year, Got my hunting gear. the presents. Welcome back to American Reach Outdoors, Alex Rutledge, your host. And as promised, we have a reigning king of the river champion on the line right now, Mr. Billy Smith. Billy Smith owns Ozark Scenic River Guide Service. This guy guides smallmouth fishing trips two or three days a week throughout the summer. He hauls canoes. I used to fish tournaments with this guy. This guy is an absolute beast on the Kurt River. Welcome to the show, Billy.
4: Well, thank you, Alex, and uh, thank you for that introduction, and uh, yeah, Beast, I know I used to fish hard, that's for sure, uh, and that, but I I love it, and uh, still love every minute of it that I'm out there.
2: Well, it's awesome, Billy. What I want to do here with with all of our listeners, and we air in 19 countries now, Billy, so people's been listening to you in Australia, Africa, New Zealand, uh, Germany, Australia, everywhere, so... Who is Billy Smith? Where was Billy Smith born? Where did Billy Smith go to school? Who taught Billy Smith to hunt and fish? Answer those three questions.
4: Okay. Okay, yes, yes. And that's scary. I'm talking outside of Shannon County. You know what I mean. And, of course, Shannon County is the center of the, you know, it is the center of the universe now, just so for everybody out there and all the, the other countries and places you live in, great, wonderful places. But please understand that Shannon County is the center of the universe. Uh, Alex, I was, uh, I was uh, born in this area, you know, just up the road there at Salem. I uh, lived in uh, Shannon County here at Eminence the, most of my young uh, life and uh, went to school at Eminence. Graduated from there, done a couple years of college, then a one year at a uh, technical school and utility system operation, and ended up uh, being employed with the National Park Service here at Ozark National Scenic Riverways. i done a career with them, uh, 35 years, retired at the end of 2015, uh, lived most of my adult life at Van Buren down on that kind of what, uh, you know, that middle part of the Kurt River. And... Um, been an avid fisherman since i was a very young uh guy my grandfathers would take me my dad would take me of course dad being busy with work my folks actually started wendy's canoe rental in 1969 and they're at eminence so i grew up in the canoe rental business also and um would you know just love the water i was on the creek or on the river and one of the highlights of that is at nine years old, I was running a boat and motor by myself up and down the river. You know, wow. that was back in, you know, 1968, 67, 68. And those things don't usually happen now like that, but I did. I was, uh, I was on the water all the time. So I've had, a, I've had a great, rich history of that.
1: Yeah, and with all that being said, Billy, then you kind of know that river like the back of your hand.
4: Yes, I uh, I have been on the river all of uh, almost all of the entire current River which is 180 miles long actually. Wow. You know, it starts up Kurt River starts up by Mont at Montauk Springs at Montauk State Park just mm-hmm. west of Salem and it and it dumps into the Black River down by Pocahontas, Arkansas. Right. I actually like the very uh, even though despite being in the canoe around the canoe rental business and I've done lots of floating and kayaking and then of course in my river boat uh, uh, fishing for smallmouth, winter fishing for walleye. I still need to go on that first six miles of the Kurt River and then the last part of it for Reno to Pocahontas, so that I've been on the entire part of it. But I have been on that all that other part numerous times. And the Jack which
2: we're gonna call you Billy Smith Wilson Clark.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know about that, <laughs> but I have, I, uh, you, you know, and, and I tell people, you know, I had a, a, a goal at one time to float a lot of different streams in the uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Ozarks, but it's hard for me to go somewhere else when I have this right in my front door, back door, uh, the current river being fed by so many you know, major springs, uh, that magnitude one of mm-hmm. that 60 million gallon plus a day. And uh, so it, and Chris, the, it, the water gets crystal clear and the topography, the geology of the area, the bluffs, the high, rough, rugged hills, the foliage, the wildlife, you know, it's all, it, it, it's hard to get away from that.
1: So. Yeah, Billy, has it ever entered your mind? Uh, because I would think as much as you've done this as it would, to say, you know what, I'm going to jump in the river at Montauk and I'm going to float all the way to Pocahontas, Arkansas, in one continuous float. Have you ever had that, that 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 hankering?
4: More than once, I've thought about it. I have really thought about it, and and to take the time away from. And I'm retired and I am so busy <laughs> with not you know just my guide service and helping my family at their canoe rental business and. Mm-hmm my, uh, all the different project stuff that, that me and my partner in crime that we do. And, and, uh, so I am a busy person, but yes, I think about it because I think that, and there are people that's done that and, and, I say, Oh, I got to stop. I got to stop and do that before it's, you know, I'm too old and, and too, it's too late.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you if you know anyone that has taken the time, I would assume that's probably what, about four, maybe five days total.
2: Uh, it would take longer than that.
4: Really? Uh, at least it depends on how how much paddling you do and what kind. How you're set up at the uh, you know a minimum of a of a set, you know a week a seven day trip.
3: Wow!
2: Uh, it's
4: 180 miles. So if you done you know you sit there and figure if you even done uh, 15 miles a day, which paddling that's quite a bit of uh, yeah, a lot of water to paddle. You know if, if you're not fishing or not exploring. So you divide that up, you know, look at that time factor Wow! Right, at that point.
1: Wow, you so could be talking about 10 it, days.
4: It'd be a great, yeah, a great trip. Yeah. And I've known people that have put in on it. Uh, I remember a guy that worked with us at the park, and we nicknamed we called him Float Stream. And he floated, I can't remember, honestly, if he floated all the way to the Mississippi, or Whoa. if he actually floated all the way to New Orleans, you know, paddling <laughs> and stuff. And there have been people that have done this, wow. what we're talking about. So, Quite an adventure.
1: That is, Alex. uh, We'll we'll do that sometime.
2: You know what? Uh, I've thought about doing the same thing many times, Billy. I would be an honor to to do that float with you, and maybe we could take a camera crew along with us and film some of the stuff we're doing, and we could do a diary on it, maybe even do a show on it.
4: Yeah, that would be wonderful. We'll have to get together and talk about this then.
2: Okay, that would be. Uh, yeah.
1: Cook yeah I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go out. Uh, buddy,
4: I can I can cook. I can tell you that. I can promise <laughs> you I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I you We're
2: gonna yeah. go to a break, everybody. We got Billy Smith, reigning King of the River champion, and also the owner of Ozark Scenic Guide Service. Don't go away. We'll be back before America Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey everybody, this is Michael Wadding with Bone Collector, and you're cool. listening. To my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your part so you never got to worry hey, what the wind might do.
3: American Roots.
2: Morning Deed presents. Welcome back, folks, to the. Uh, American
4: Roots Outdoors, this is Billy Smith, uh, former King of the River champion and owner of Scenic River's Guide Service. And we're going to talk this segment about uh, river fishing techniques on the current river and the uh, current river uh, tournament that we call King of the River.
2: Yes, sir, Billy. And you was the king of the river, and you're still the king of the river. You're a beast of the current river. What I want to do right now before we get in deep Talking about tactics and lures and all this and that, I want to talk about your American roots. I want to talk about your grandpa. There's a lot of history with your grandpas here in the Ozarks. Let's talk about them.
4: Okay, that sounds like a good subject. Well, both of my grandfathers were you know, born and raised in this area. And even their fathers and back, and I mean, we go back several generations, both on the Bailey and the Smith side. The uh, Smith being on my dad and the Bailey being on my mother. And uh, uh, two individuals that both love to be on on the river. They uh, love their fishing. They both, they had different different styles of of fishing. Uh, Grandpa Smith was a prolific live baiter with catching crawfish, especially soft crawfish and hellgrammites, and setting that boat and, and anchoring and fishing with that. Then also he would throw a, a little brown fly that were with a straight gold spinner and a little white pork rind and have a split shot above that. That was traditional of a lot of the old river guides. They fished yeah. that. And uh, it caught uh, smallmouth and would catch walleye. We used to have a good fishable population of walleye in this area on this part of the current my grandpa Bailey, he would on uh, his live baiting. He loved to do the uh, with the minnows. He uh, he'd catch uh you know the minnows, the shiners, and fish with them. Then he threw a lot of uh, uh, plugs like your rebel and repellas and some of your crankbaits, some of those old time lures. And, and that mm, right now my mind's not thinking about the names of those. And uh, so he had a little bit of different style of, of fishing out of the boat. Uh, rich history though. Rich, rich history for uh, on this.
2: I want to say this, Billy. Your roots are really, really deep here in the Ozarks and on that current river, as all of our listeners across the world can tell. I want to share a tragic story that happened to you, I believe, when you was 14 years old. Do you mind to share that with all of our listeners? That's that's fine. I was 15, 1973. Okay, share that story with all of our listeners and I think it's Are very you, touching. It, it, it's appropriate
4: for people to hear this. Well, when I was 15 years old, my family owned or didn't own, but operated a uh, ferry boat operation that sent traffic across the river. And this and was there wasn't a bridge across the river on the highway between Eminence and it's in Ellington, Missouri. And I was there working. And and uh, you know, back in those days, you were taught to work. You worked at, at a young age. Come on. So I was there. I was there operating the boat and and, uh, and that, and I had an individual who uh, uh, he had a, he passed out, had a mild heart attack, and his vehicle got away from him, and right I wasn't watching, and right before he hit me, I took off the run, and he hit me. I fell down, and he come up on my leg and crushed my lower left leg below the knee and, and uh, ended up having had my leg amputated. Um, you know, Alex, yeah, it held me back in some very minor ways. But from the, even from that day, I, I just said, I'm going to go and, and uh, you know, go forward. And I did. And I worked physical work uh, almost all my life, you know, in a maintenance operation. And I've done the canoe livery where you're lifting, carrying canoes. And I, I do, I mean, I, as I tell people, I've pretty well done everything that I wanted to do climb Mount Everest, and I've thought about that a time or two, you know, (laughs) as jokingly, you know. So, you know, I I was in in that my accident, I was fortunate that it was just the lower extremity of my leg. I still had my knee and about seven inches of residual limb, and that muscle wasn't hurt. So it enabled me to function with a prosthetic, you know, at at a very high level they rate me even now with my activities just under what the they rate the paralympic athletes Wow. so wow.
2: i wow. i go
4: on I, I, I go i keep i continue to go forward as much as i
2: can Redbone, what do you think of that? what a great story to share with all of our listeners to, to motivate them not to give up and uh, what a great great guest he's been talking about his family roots and his history on this river and his, his as a reigning
1: champion, uh, just a great story, Redbone. Yeah, it is a great story, and, and the thing that, that comes to mind to me, uh, Billy, is is you know because of the injury, do you think you had extra drive to succeed and do the things that you've done?
4: There has been times, yes, that it's you know that I've said you know I've got to do this, I've got to go on, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I've got to prove to others or to prove to myself or whatever. That I've got to go on. And there's times that, yes, it, it, you know, it gets tarred, it gets sore or whatever, and I have to back off and take it easy for a while. But yes, you, you know, it does. There are times that, you know, I've got to keep going. I've got to do this, I've got to prove it to myself you know, that I can
1: do it. Yeah, and, and well, prove pr- to others, and Alex, a you know, what an, yeah, what, a, what an inspiration to, uh, you know, other folks that may suffer uh, same types of injuries or other, and I hate to use the word disability, but uh, other handicaps, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. you, know, you can go ahead and you can, you can do what you want to do. You just got to overcome the handicap, and, and folks like uh, Billy are there to help you with that, and I know that you probably have helped yeah. numerous people over the years.
4: Yeah, I've helped and encouraged and had conversation with other individuals who were battling the issues along with this and that. And then I have met inspiring individuals. I'll never forget I met Rob Jones, who was a double amputee above me, and he rode a bicycle across the United States. Wow. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Now, I mean, even though he's a lot younger than me, I look up to somebody like that. I mean, uh, I I just, in one way, I can't imagine how they can do that. You know, uh, but they do. Uh, uh, I met uh, and had took her for because of my guide service. I was asked to take uh, Madeline Delp, I believe is how you pronounce it, Miss Wheelchair USA in 2017. I took her on a boat ride on the river, and man, she got, she's a trooper. She got out and swam, and she told me wow. stories of how that she's rock climbed and parachuted and various activities. And so I met these individuals too that I look up to, you know that that i mean man it's something else what they can do
1: that's just fantastic and and and, and a wonderful story and i know alex you know we've been talking about uh, wanting to get on to the to the fishing and uh, you know i guess we and we just got you know about two minutes left here on the show today but uh, i mean fishing the current river and fishing the uh, the uh, king of the river tournament uh, tell us about that and and what year did you win and and what kind of jubilation was there there
4: well, you know, and I'll be honest, I, I cannot, it's been quite some time back and I can, I was sitting here and I didn't look, just look at my stuff and see what year it was. And I apologize for that, but it's been several years ago that I had won. And I hadn't competed in it in quite, in, in a while because of other activities that I've had going on, uh, situations in my, in, in my life and, and work and that. But, uh, you know, I, I loved it. I, you know, I, I love the thrill of competition and, and that fishing and to, you know, uh, and, and all these guys, these individuals that fish that, these are top-notch fishermen, and and these are guys that, you know, they may fish locally here in our rivers and streams, but if they was put in that situation to fish on the, uh, the bigger, higher level, let me tell you something, they could compete. They could learn to compete with, with, with those individuals. So it is, it is to say that uh, an honor... To be within that group that has accomplished that because I know how good they are. And, you know, I had a, I can remember that day. I didn't start out all that well. I just have to kept, you know, working, changing some of my tactics, what I was throwing, uh, and then finally would just periodically pick up a, a good fish, a good, you know, another good fish. And and it was just it was a lot it was an all day deal instead of catching a bunch <laughs> early or a bunch late, and uh, and most of the time, most of my fishing I'm a bottom bouncer, plastic use soft plastics, uh, you know, dragging, bouncing, mm-hmm. working it off the bottom. Wow, uh, that's a well, percentage of what I do.
2: Well, Billy, you're a true true champion, and uh, and you shared a wonderful story and great subject matter, and uh, I just want to say this. You and I pitched tournaments in 2004 and 2005, and you and I drew a lot of checks. I've got a lot of trophies you and I won together. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You remember that year? You, know, you kept you kept checking all of our money, and you, you kept track all of our money, and, and we paid uh-huh. the tournaments out. At, at the end of the year, we split our money. So we won close to $2,000 that year. Yeah, I
4: don't remember. Yeah, I just I just know that. Yeah, we did. And we placed we were most of the time we were in, you know, we were in that, you know, top three, top five, top three type of a position. And that so it worked out. It worked out good. And, you know, as I said, life things in life happens and goes on. And and I, I just haven't fished it in quite a while.
2: Well, Billy, we thank you for being a guest. We're going to wrap the show up here now. I want to say to all of our listeners, if you want to hear Billy's story of things in his life and some of his secrets to catching these big smallmouth on the current River, you got to like and go to our podcast and sign up and download any carrier and listen to our podcast anytime you want. Pandora, Apple, uh, Buzzsprout. Uh, Spotify. We're on a, every avenue possible to list our podcast. Billy, thank you again for being on the show. Also, on the bonus Summit, we're going to give you information how you can contact Billy if you want to book a fishing trip with Billy. Redbone, yeah, very good. Our saying here at American Roots,
1: yeah, when your roots run deep and strong, there is fear no the wind. reason
4: to fear the wind, Billy. That's right. That's right. You just got to, as I say, you got to climb to the mountaintop and shoot the rapids, buddy.
2: So you never got to worry what the wind might do.
0: American Roots.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Hornady presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. And uh, uh, we're under the bonus uh, segment here of our podcast for this week. And uh, uh, Alex and our guest are still with us on the line here. And, uh, of course, if you're listening to this, then you have uh, logged on to the podcast through our website and through your local or your favorite podcast. Uh, provider for podcast and i do want to remind you to leave a review after you get done listening to the show because that gets you into the pot for uh, drawings that we do periodically for uh, stuff from our guests and and uh, some other prizes american roots outdoor stuff so alex uh, i know you know we want to get pretty specific here if we can with uh, with our guest about fishing the current river so you guys are both champions both kings of the river i'm going to turn it over to you and and i'm going to try and learn something from you go ahead
2: Okay, Billy, again, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for doing the bonus segment. Again, you're a wonderful guest, a lot of great knowledge. You know, as you said in the last segment, any of the guys, the majority of the guys that fish the king of the river could compete anywhere, and I would agree with that. I think some of the best river smallmouth fishermen in the world is probably right in our area. Would you agree with that?
4: They are very good, Alex, and, and there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And I've had one individual who has fished some of the red man stuff, and that's what he his analogy was of a core group of those guys that are fishing, that they're that good.
2: In my opinion, Billy, I think there was five guys fishing the CRSA, which is Current River Smallmouth Association, that could win any given time. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes yes there, there there's a
4: hand, there is a, as we would express say a handful a group of them that are they're very good. they're exceptional and they I'm could gonna give you and they, I'm gonna
2: give you my five then you give me your five Ready? Well, here we go okay all right uh, Jack Rutledge, my brother he's won it three times. Robbie Williams has never won it but he's always a Uh Paul Henderson, Kurt Challenger. And one more that really sticks out to me—that's young and it's coming on—and I think he's going to be a threat to reckon with. And that's Aaron Nicholson. That's my five. Okay.
4: Okay. And I'm not familiar with Aaron. I am familiar yep. with the others. And when you said young, I'm also thinking of Nick Norris, Jamie Norris's son. He is—he uh, is—he's coming on and he's good. I would also—I'm thinking of uh, Troy McAfee. Troy is oh, yeah, very Troy. good. He's in that, yeah, he's
2: in that top five. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's he hard wanted. to,
4: you know, yeah, it's hard, you know, all these. And like you said, Robbie Williams, I've, I've visited with him. Robbie is a very smart, observant fisherman. He, he, he studies and he knows, you know, different techniques and, and applications to do. So you're mentioning those, and we've mentioned a few others, and they are they are. Those guys are very good, and they're always that potential that they, they will pull it off.
2: Yes, they will. Now, what I want to do now, this part of the segment, we're in agreement with the people, in, and I, I meant to have Troy in there, but I wanted to mention yes. somebody young that's coming on, and that's Aaron Nicholson. is mm-hmm. he, a contingent. Uh, okay. So what are some of your secrets? Now, you when you were well, the king of the river, you he was telling a story. We need about two two minutes of this. Real quick, he was yeah. fishing slow. And you started changing. You started changing the lures. You started changing the water, the type of water you was fishing. Yeah. Let's break it down real quick. What types of water is not the fish on a river?
4: Well, and, 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 okay, well, we're looking, and I'm going to talk about, kind of present it to and thinking of what's going on right now, too, because it's okay. basically the same time of year. Our, our, our smallmouth have transitioned out of the uh, spawn, post-spawn, Water temperatures rising, water, the rivers dropping, getting lower and clear. Smallmouth are starting to move uh, more so, quite a bit so, to the faster water. So I'm going to concentrate on those faster water places. Uh, play, of course, you're, you're going to be out a lot fishing or you're going to be talking to your other fishermen and friends and you're going to kind of use that also to help key in where you're at. Now I'm going to go to that and I'm going to, my favorite spots. Uh, Where I think uh, a big, you know, bigger fish is at, whether it's a deep cut with a cut bank and got, you know, uh, log, you know, structure to it, some logs or a ledge, something that's got a ledge and got that current break, that, you know, that that line where that swifter water and that little bit, that slower water and stuff where them bass will stage. And I'm going to try to throw something, I'm going to throw something that I can get down to them and let it sit there and lay, maybe kind of like a dead stick technique, move it, and then that depends on whether I'm going to be hanging up a lot or not. And I'm going to do that. Then if I have to, and if that's not working, then I'm going to move to, and look at shallower places. Maybe that offside of the river where it's only a foot or two foot deep on some logs. Then if that's not working, I'm going to move to a rocky, you know, rough rocky bank. I'm going to to try different techniques now the first thing early i'm going to look off the gravel bars if it's early early and see if they're out feeding chasing you know after minnows and that and use some sort of a spinnerbait jerkbait something you know rebel repella a minnow plug to see if that's going to work and then i'll transition into those places uh is, is that do you do you see where I'm get, coming from now with oh, that yeah. Allen? Great great
2: information. Yeah. I almost wish you wouldn't share it before the tournament because <laughs> 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 it's gonna give guys a focus where they need to be yeah. focused at Billy. I uh yeah I, I'm in agreement with you one hundred percent. But the secret is it's not always the lure either.
4: No, it's presentation. No, it's presentation.
2: It's presentation. If you can't yeah. cast I'm going to say this: if you cannot make an accurate cast, you may be in trouble. And also, to be able to qualify and make the top five, you got to be able to cast. Yeah,
4: and, and and Alex, I can I can take that over in my guide service business. And I'm not the individuals that I encountered that who are very accomplished fishermen and have spent a lifetime fishing a lot, and their casting ability when they can throw way out there and pinpoint that cast against something, against the edge of the bank, back in underneath underhanging limbs, it makes a difference as versus somebody who hasn't fished a lot or who hasn't picked up a rod in 25 years maybe. And then I'm, you know, that's the same analogy right there. That presentation, that accuracy, and knowing how to work your bait with current. Uh, We probably average, you know, a mile and a half, two mile an hour on on the speed of the current then you've got your faster places and that how to work your bait with the cart.
2: Exactly. To make it look and act real. So yes, that is an important, important key in being successful in catching these rivers in mm-hmm. mouth. Billy, if people want to learn more about your business and they want to contact you, let's talk about that before we wrap up the show.
4: Okay. Okay. The, the two best ways to contact me is either... My phone number, you know, you can give me a call, 573-225-3390. Or you can go to my Facebook site, Scenic Rivers Guide Service, and shoot me a message through that. And uh, listen, folks, we're living in the Ozarks. There's a lot of times that I may be without service, uh, you know, all day long till that evening. And it may be a day or two, but I will get back to you. Like I said, my Facebook site is Scenic Rivers Guide Service, or you can give me a call at the number that I left with you, 573-225-3390. Hi,
2: Billy. Last question, Billy. Here we go. Who are you going to predict is going to win the King of the River Saturday? Oh, you're putting me
4: on the spot. Yeah, man. I
2: am. I, don't, Who would you I know it, on?
4: Well i tell you Give what, me five. I'm
2: going
4: to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to put Jack up there as one of them because he's proved the point. Okay. I'm going to have to put Jack
2: three,
4: up, five. up there. Um, okay. yep. And, um, uh, I'm still going to, I'm going to tell you that, I don't know if Robbie's going to get the fish or not though. See, I don't know whether he is or not. Um, and that and uh, Nick Norris. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to put Nick up there. I, I I happened to talk to Nick yesterday, so okay. I'm going to put Nick in there. He he's got dark horse that that uh well, be ready for him. Okay.
2: Oh, he's coming. He's young and he's coming. I'm going to pick my three. Yep. Uh, one. Uh-huh. I got to say my I got to think I can win. I wouldn't be fishing.
4: Okay, I, I didn't know that year. you are going to get to fish. Oh yeah. I didn't know. I, I thought okay. Fish. I'm
2: on my way to fish oh, okay. right now. Oh okay.
4: I, all I would right. Well, congratulations. Great.
2: Great. I would say Jack Rutledge. I would, uh-huh. Rutledge. Uh, I would yeah. put Robbie Williams right there. And the other uh-huh. one would probably be, uh, oh, man, it's a tough one. It's going to be a toss up between Paul Henderson, Kirk Carrigan, and Troy McVeigh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I there know it. Go. I know it.
4: But it is. Well, anyway, they're all good fishermen. Hey, my son in law, Ethan, you know, he proved himself last year how good he was. And you got to consider him, too. Yeah. There
2: you have it, everybody. Again, thank you for listening to American Roots Outdoors. Billy Smith, Scenic Rivers Guide Service, smallmouth beast on the current river. Contact him if you want a wonderful smallmouth fishing trip. And remember, everybody, when your roots run deep and strong, there is no reason to fear the wind. God bless you, and keep Jesus first.